You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 65 with Nadia Russell. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, like I mentioned in last week's episode, this month, we are focusing on weight, fitness, health, and diet. So today's episode with Nadia Russell is very eye-opening if you struggle with food addiction or emotional eating. This episode is not about calories in and calories out. We are going to dig much deeper than that. Nadia was so gracious to be very transparent with her story that we can learn from her and it will help us on our journey to be in better health, both physically and mentally. She shares with us how at one point she was over 320 pounds and there was no joy in her life. She didn't want to be around her kids and her husband and she just felt very isolated and depressed. She talks to us about falling into a victim role and how that keeps you down. And if you don't address the anger or hurt that you are feeling, it will keep creeping back into your life. It wasn't until she started working on herself mentally that she was able to lose over 120 pounds. I hope this show lets you know that you are not alone if you are struggling with this. And maybe it's not just food. Maybe it's something else. So just know that you're not alone. And I hope this episode brings you some comfort and gives you the courage to take the next step to becoming the best version of yourself. This episode is brought to you by the Mom Inspired Show Vacation Planning Tool. Hey, you guys, with spring break just around the corner, do you find yourself dreaming of a tropical vacation with the family and having fun soaking up the sun? But you're thinking, how can we go on a vacation without going into debt? That's why we created the vacation planning tool just for you. With this step-by-step course and spreadsheet, it will help you map out your dream vacations, help budget and save for them. It will also help you plan around your family's birthdays and anniversaries so that you can make certain trips really special and turn wishing for a vacation into making a vacation happen. Curious about how to make this happen? Go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacation planning tool, where you will find a quick video explaining what it's all about. Nadia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So Nadia, I love to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel and I want to inspire other moms to travel as well. So I love asking people where their favorite destinations are. So what is your favorite vacation spot that you've gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Okay, great. So moving out to California, I always wondered where Californians vacation because it's pretty amazing um, in San Diego here where I live. And so me and my husband, uh, we didn't have much of a honeymoon, but two years ago, we went on a marriage retreat to Maui, um, to Hawaii. It was our very first time. Um, and it was like so magical, so beautiful, um, so amazing, you know, on all levels. Um, it being like our first time we were without kids and, um, also kind of like a honeymoon, you know, 12 or 13 years later. And that was kind of the trip that almost, that pretty much saved our marriage, that marriage retreat. Oh, wow. What, um, uh, this is different than the vacation part, but what do you feel like, what stood out to you in regards to saving your marriage in regards to the retreat? We were just, uh, it was just a time to be together alone, mm-hmm. you know, without kids as a mom and, you know, being married and 
working full time, it's easy to, you know, put your relationship with your husband kind of on the back burner. And I don't think many people do that on purpose. Oh, right. But it definitely, it was a vacation, but also a vacation as a parent, because we were able to kind of clear our mind and just talk more. And, you know, even though we didn't have our kids, obviously it made us better parents, you know, having that trip. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, it is so easy. You know, um, in February, I'm going to do a few episodes on marriage because that's what the listeners are wanting. And I just feel like it is so easy to just kind of get lost and lose yourself, lose yourself and your spouse, right? When you have kids. And so I do feel Mm -hmm. like it's really good if you can get away, even if it's not like to an extravagant place like Maui, which was so amazing that you were able to do that. But I don't want people to feel like, oh, if I can't go to Maui or I can't go to Fiji or something, it's like, oh, well, then who cares? (laughs) It's like, no, just get away for a long weekend. I just think anytime that you can get away and just kind of, um, you know, just kind of ignite what you started with, right? With your husband from a long yes. time ago before kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been to Maui. It's been uh, probably like nine years now, 10 years. And so it was, it was amazing. So I love it. I don't know if we'll head back anytime soon. It's quite pricey to fly from Nashville yeah. to here. The prices have doubled and so um, to fly. So it's a little bit nuts, but anyway, well, let's get started. Um, Nadia, why don't you tell us who you are? So share what your first and last name is, um, where you're from. You did say San Diego. Um, how many kids you have and how you got to where you are today? Awesome. Thanks. Um, so my name is Nadia Russell. I currently live in San Diego, California. Um, I am actually Canadian. I am a permanent resident, so I'm kind of living in paradise right now with my family my husband, um, who is an amazing guy opposite of me, but that's the whole point of being married, I guess. Um, I have three children, uh, 11 year old, uh, girl, a 13 year old boy and a four year old boy. Mm. Today is my little boy's birthday. Oh, so, so sweet. um, yeah, yeah. Okay. How about you share with us how you got to where you are today? So, um, About two years ago, it's going to be two years in a few months, um, there was just a moment in my life when nothing really was joyful. Like I had no joy. I didn't even want to be around my kids or my husband. I was just isolating. I found myself just in in a deep depression. I wasn't happy with my my body. I wasn't happy with... um, you know, the way I felt inside, you know, I was pretty mean to myself and not being positive. And it just was like a pot boiling over. And, um, I was pretty desperate. I didn't have any hope left. Um, you know, just trying to hang on and keep things together in my own strength and not trusting, um, in God really just brought me to a really low point. Um, and it scared me. Yeah. You know, um, the reason why I thought it'd be so great to bring you on the show is because I feel like your story really can resonate with other moms and the fact that you lost so much weight on your own and working through the emotional aspect, which we'll jump into. Um, I just feel like so many moms have this issue, right? Especially after having kids and it, and even if it's not postpartum depression, they may just be dealing with anxiety or depression minus like the pregnancies. But I do feel like it can lead into that, um, with postpartum, right. Then just going into depression. And Mm -hmm. then, um, for me, I know that like when I, 
would breastfeed, like I would not drop weight. So everybody be like, oh, I would lose weight breastfeeding. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like my body would just hold on to everything. I felt like (laughs) we need to hold on because you're feeding a child. And so, you know, and then if you breastfeed for a long time, then you're just carrying that extra weight and all these things. So I just feel like, you know, since my listeners are moms and even if they have 30 pounds to lose or less than that, right? They don't have to have to lose a hundred pounds or whatnot. I still feel like as moms, we all can relate to this, right? Even in, even to like, you may be the same weight that you were when you had, uh, before you had kids, but I feel like every mom is like, my body is completely different. So even if they're able to be like, yeah, I can say that I'm the same weight, but oh, everything's kind of shifted or things don't fit the same way. So I just feel like this is such a good topic for moms to hear and just hear someone else walk this journey and be able to do it successfully. So let's let's yes. start this. What, what so you, you kind of just said, you know, the depression and you were um you know, sad and just kind of not really present in your life. Would you say that was the final straw to make you decide to dive into this journey and finally lose the weight? Um, and then also, if you can explain the depression component um, about that and how much weight you actually lost. Sure. Um, you know, the lowest point, you know, my marriage was failing. Um, it really was. Uh, my husband had disclosed some secrets, some things that, um, he was going through. And that was like the cherry on top. I was like, Oh my gosh, the biggest earthquake like happened, you know, in my Mm. house, the foundation was cracking. And as a mom, you just try to keep it all together. You know, you're like the glue that keeps it all together. And so, um, when I really realized that everything in my own strength that I was doing was not working, um, and I was always, I also like over 320 pounds at the time. I just, I was totally in shambles. I didn't know what to do. So that was kind of the peak of it. Um, and I knew that I needed to do something. I knew that living my whole life, um, obese and overweight and not loving myself was not a joyful thing that was healthy for my children healthy for my relationship with my husband and, and others around me. You know, I wasn't interested in meeting new friends, new people. I was not social. Like I said earlier, I would just be isolating myself. You know, I didn't want to be around anybody, but it really was all surrounded about around my body image and the way I viewed myself. And that goes back to my childhood, you know, being bullied and and tease because I look different. Um, I was always heavier than everybody else. You know, um, I was really timid as a child and my parents didn't even know that I was being bullied. Um, I don't think I just kept internalizing it and just kind of stuffing my feelings. And then it became, uh, like a food addiction, even as a young child, that is what I turned to for comfort that is what I turned to for everything was food. Food was the answer. And so these were really, really old habits, um, from my childhood that never stopped, you know? And so I, the only joy in life was to eat. Like I would wake up excited to eat. And as an adult, I'm thinking that is not really normal or healthy. You know, I should be wanting to wake up as a mom 
to be with my kids or for the excitement of the day, you know, and that needs to bring me joy. So I knew that there was something really wrong with my perception and my relationship with food um, that wasn't serving me, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I feel like so many people deal with this, right? And and they don't always choose food. It's like they're going to other things, if that be drugs or alcohol or pills or whatever. I mean, I think people yes. would be really surprised um, what people are trying to do to cope, you know? And so, and, and, and all of that stuff brings shame, right? Because you feel like, oh my gosh, why can't I figure this out? Why am I going to this? And, you know, you don't yes. feel like you can talk to people, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I, I feel like this is so great that you're sharing this with us so that in hopes that even if people are not dealing with this in regards to their weight or food, but maybe they're using something else that yes. they can resonate and, and kind of, you know, just hear your story and, and feel that they are not alone. Um, so this, this makes me think, you know, how, how did you even realize, um, would it be safe to say that you had a food addiction? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I realized it when all I wanted to do was eat and I had, someone had asked me, they're like, Hey, what do you like to do? Like in your spare time? Um, or like, what are your hobbies? And I like had to stop and I did not know what to say. I had nothing to say in my head. I wanted to say, well, food, I like to eat but that wouldn't sound right. So I didn't say anything. And this person is just looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Like, you don't know what you like to do. And in my head, the only answer was food. And that just like, it just freaked me out. You know, um, sometimes, you know, we're very habitual as, as humans and, you know, 80% of our day is just within habits, right? We're not even thinking to stop and reflect and say, what do I like to do? Or what do I do in my spare time? And not having an answer, like, whoa. Mm, Yeah. I'm like, there's not, there's something wrong with me. Um, I started, you know, my husband encouraged me to start going to counseling and, and we started marriage counseling as well, because there was a lot of repair that was needed in our marriage. But I started individual counseling, um, and with a therapist who dealt with uh, behaviors and addiction uh, of all kinds, because like you said, yes, everyone is coping in some way, form or fashion. And mostly it's busyness, right? We want to preoccupy ourselves with all types of things, you know, the yeah. busyness, yep. everyone's busy, 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 but it's just like a way to avoid what's really happening. And so being more aware of it really helps you to say, okay, I do a lot of talking to myself now. You know, I say, okay, Nadia, what's wrong? Are you upset about something? Are you, you know, sad? Are you frustrated? Are you anxious? And I ask myself those questions because I have to stop and talk to myself and say, what's up? You know, I can't, um, that is a new habit that I've learned is being mindful, you know, and really like being true to myself and being mindful and stopping to ask myself, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you, are you really hungry? Or 
and not just making every decision that I, that I do based on emotion. Our emotions are not trustworthy, you know, and the Bible says that the Lord tells us in his word, don't go on your emotions. You know, they're not trustworthy, but, um, or your feel, sorry, are your feelings. And so, um, I really have to stop and, and ask myself those questions so that when I am making good choices, that it is honoring to my body and it's within, you know, healthy boundaries. Um, and counseling helped me do a lot of that self-reflection. Yeah. I was going to ask you how much, so how much weight did you lose? So is it was two years ago. Is that right? So I, yes, okay. I, it's been a year and a half, uh, or almost two years. I've lost, um, 120 pounds, um, within that year mm -hmm. and, you know, 15 months, um, which this, this was a dream. I never thought would really happen to mm -hmm. be honest. You know, I, I probably cried myself to sleep every other night and just, mm prayed and said, yeah. Lord, like you gave me this body that's broken and, and doesn't work. And right. I really believe that. But in that, I also slipped into that victim uh, role, that oh, yeah. victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And that that's what keeps most people down. Sure. That's what keeps most people from reaching their dreams and their goals. And you have this like hurt that hasn't been dealt with. You have this anger that hasn't been addressed. You know, you have some bitterness that, um, if it's not addressed properly, it will creep back up. It'll, it'll surface itself, you know? And so I just knew that I had to really take this seriously. Um, and so I did. And so I, I started this amazing program that was structured I needed the structure. You know, I like structure. I love structure. I like rules. And, you know, I love when someone tells me, okay, here's the line, you know, and, right, yeah. and don't cross it. Like if you don't cross it, you're going to be fine, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and so I did lose 120 pounds within uh, about 14 or 15 months. And um, it, it transformed me not just physically, emotionally and spiritually, but all, all of those three. So Nadia, how about you give us an idea of what it looked like during those 14 to 50 months in regards to counseling and what you were working on and also letting us know what program you were on that, you know, that you loved so much that was kind of strict and kind of gave you guidelines because I know people out there are like, okay, great. She, she did all this. She lost this weight, but I don't know what she did. Not to say that everybody, you know, that every system works for everyone, but I always hate when people are talking about something, right. And then you're like, wait, but I don't know what are the details of this? Like, how did they do it? So how about you share with us, um, the component of the mental and the emotional aspect and and then also the actual food program and if you were working out. Okay, great. Um, sure. So I started the counseling first. You know, I, I knew that there was a lot of stuff um, that I had to work through, that I had to talk about, that I had to really address. Um, and so my counselor, usually in the past, you know, I've done many diets and many plans because I've struggled my whole life with my weights. Um but I never address the mental part, the behavioral part, the part that really drives every decision that you make. Right. And so as my counselor helped me go back to my childhood and go back to, um, you know, habits that I learned as a kid and how I coped as a child and 
once I was able to kind of go back and, um, you know, tell myself that, Hey, you know, it's changeable. You know, you can learn new habits and new, having a new relationship with food. You know, you can definitely, um, see food as fuel. Uh, and that's what it was designed for, for our bodies. Right. And so in the meantime, after about three to four months of counseling, I, uh, went to my doctor's office. I didn't even have an appointment. I just walked in. I mean, the security was probably going to take me out. I mean, I knew that the counseling was working, but something still was not like a hundred percent, like in my mind and in my thoughts and, um, me not being positive and loving to myself. Right. So I asked my doctor, I said, please, I need depression medication and I need surgery. Like I need something because I don't want to live the rest of my life overweight, like over 300 pounds. It's just depressing. It's not, I know that there's more for me and I didn't want the limitations. The limitations of being that big are not fun. You know, having to go on an airplane and needing a seatbelt extender and, you know, not being able to, you know, just play with your kids and go on any rides or even going on a bike ride. You don't have much desire to do that when you are that overweight. You know, it really affects your quality of life. Um, so I went to the doctors and she said, well, I can get, start you with some medication, but I am not just going to sign you up for, you know, bariatric surgery. She's like, you have not tried everything. And so I pretty much had made up my mind that surgery was going to be my only solution to getting, you know, this weight thing under control. Um, but it was more than that. It was the mental part. Like I said, it was, that was the number one step, really finding the root of why you do things and, and what the reasons are behind it and, and pulling it out, you know? Um, so my doctor told me, she said, I refer people to this program a lot, hundreds and hundreds of people. She's like, they have all had success. She's like, you need to try this for 30 days. She's like, if nothing changes, if nothing works, come back to my office and we will talk. So I was actually pretty excited because I said, wow, my doctor's actually going to talk to me about this surgery. <laughs> and um, so, but I didn't know um, that it was actually going to work. Um, you know, I did even take those awkward before pictures in your underwear and bra in the mirror. Like I right, didn't you're even just take thinking, any of those. You're just like, whatever, I'm just going to do this, show her that it doesn't work. And I'll be back to talking to her about the surgery. Right. Is that what you're thinking? Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. I yeah. was like, Psh, whatever, I'm going to do this to prove her wrong, wrong <laughs> that I have this body that doesn't work. It's like everybody else's like, or it's not like everybody else's, you know, I am a special case, you know? Um, so I followed the program, um, way easier than I thought, you know, I was, I ate six times a day, you know, every two to three hours. Um, and the first month I lost 25 pounds. Wow. Uh, I go back into her office and she's like, so do you want to talk about surgery? And I'm <laughs> like, um, actually I just want to do this for a few more months and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I just kept doing it one day at a time, you know, one healthy habit at a time and just being mindful and talking to myself and saying, 
slow down. Like, why are you making these choices? What's going on? Cause there's, there's an emotional backing to, to all of our decisions, you know, we're driven by emotion. And so once I really tapped into that and really, that's where I saw the outside started changing, but the inside was changing first, you know? So, and, and like I said, I just kept doing it, the counseling, I'm still in counseling and, uh, I still, um, you know, eat six small meals a day, kind of focused, you know, on the vegetables and protein, um, and, you know, moderate portion size, um, and eating every two and a half to three hours kind of keeps your blood sugar stable. And that's the key to, uh, weight loss, you know, is keeping that blood sugar stable so that your body is going to burn not just what you give it, but what is stored, you know? Um, so it, it was life-changing and I am on like a maintenance uh, plan now. And so, like I said, I, I kind of focus on whole foods now that I'm close to my healthy body weight. Um, yeah. So, well, let me ask you a question. So um, what did that program look like for you when you were, um, you know, losing the weight? And also I was just thinking, you know, I think I feel like people are like, okay, so how did how did it work? What were you eating? And then also, did you feel like you could like okay? So I know you said you like the rules and you like the restriction or the guidelines. Did -hmm. you ever go out of that? Like, say it was like your like daughter's birthday or it was it was your birthday. So I'm just trying to paint a picture for everyone that like within that time that you were losing weight at the very beginning. Did you ever yes. deviate or did you just stay on that plan and, and, and never kind of went off track? Yeah. So starting the program, um, was a little scary, you know, it's, it's a change to your routine and a change to your habits. I had to literally get to the point where I knew I had got myself in a bad situation because I trusted my own feelings on making good choices and they were not good choices. So having a structured program, I didn't have to do a lot of thinking anymore. And so I was able to kind of quiet that part of my mind that always wanted to throw me off. And so, um, it was me saying, okay, I'm going to just do this and remove all the emotions. I'm going to see food as fuel It is some pleasure, of course, but I'm going to see it as fuel for my body and I'm going to detach from the emotional part of food. And so it was scary. It took, you know, a few weeks to really get it, kind of get used to it. But as I started feeling healthier and losing like a lot of weight that that first month was a lot of motivation. The feeling that you have knowing that you are taking care of yourself um, as a woman, but also as a mom and my kids, like being huge cheerleaders for me and saying, mom, you're doing awesome, you know? And, and they would know when it was time for me to eat, because even 15 months later, I'm still setting alarms on my phone every two and a half to three hours. When that alarm goes off, it's time to eat. Mm -hmm. And as an emotional eater and a recovering food addict, I need to treat it like that. Um, it seems kind of like, oh, that's like not cool, but 
um, you know, you make time for what's important for you. And for me, I knew that if I don't have alarms set on my phone, I am going to eat literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, every five to 10 minutes. There's got to be something in my mouth. Mm. So when I wake up at six o'clock or seven, whenever I wake up, I eat my breakfast, um, you know, which is a portioned amount. And even on the program, you know, it's a portioned amount. Um, and it's like oatmeal or the pancakes or the, you know, everything's high protein. It is, you know, the food and meal replacements, uh, are provided for you. Um, there's like everything you can dream of, uh, and it's healthy and full of vitamins and probiotics. And, uh, it's like superfood, you know, but it's low glycemic. And so it's healthy and, you know, recommended by doctors, which is really good. Um, and then I'll set the next alarm on my phone for two and a half to three hours after I I have my breakfast and and so on throughout the day, you know? And so that keeps me accountable to myself and keeps me on track. You know, I talk to so many people and they say, I don't even know what I ate today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think I even ate. And I'm thinking you probably did, but if you were mindlessly eating, Mm -hmm. then you don't remember. Right. You know, because you were not present in that moment. You were thinking about something else while you were eating. Right. And I was going to ask you, um, how about you just give us a quick glimpse of like what you eat during the day? Um, so like Mm -hmm. you were saying when you wake up, so kind of just walk us through that since you're eating every two to three hours, just paint us a picture of a day of Nadia's life of this is what I eat now, now that I'm maintaining. Yes. Okay, great. So I'm still keeping the structure of the six times a day. Um, and because my mind has been transformed on what a healthy portion is and what my body really needs, um, I, I pretty much, so I focus on the protein and the vegetables. So at breakfast time, um, I usually have two eggs and some vegetables, whether it's like kale or whether it's, you know, so I kind of make an egg scramble basically. Uh, and you know, I'm really making sure that I'm getting protein, um, at every meal. Cause that, that keeps your body going and you're not going to have like the high sugar crashes. Um, I tell people this, but people get all worried. I say, I don't eat a lot of fruit. Um, Fruit is good for you. It's healthy. There's vitamins and fiber. But if you struggle with weight uh, and trying to lose weight or maintain it, fruit has a lot of sugar and your body treats it as sugar. And so I'm very careful not to eat a lot of fruit. Um, You know, and I, I have vitamins and nutrients from other foods and stuff throughout the day. So I have my breakfast, uh, it might be the two eggs and the vegetables. I set my alarm two and a half to three hours later. I do have, uh, one of my meal replacement, um, snack bars that I still order because I can trust them. I know they're amazing. I know they're healthy for me. So I have one of those. And what, um, does, what or, is your snack bar? What is, what is it? So, um, I use the Optavia line of products, oh, uh, which okay. is formulated, um, by doctors and dietitians and, um, you know, registered nurses. I mean, it's, it's high quality. So, so I'll have a bar or it could be a shake or, you know, but it's probably about a hundred calorie snack. So I have three, 
three 100 calorie snacks, and then I have three uh, lean and green meals, which we call them that because it's a lean protein and a type of vegetable, a green vegetable. So, um, so I'm eating six times a day. And for my lunch, it might be, you know, chicken and salad, or it might be some tuna and celery, or it might be ground turkey with like riced um, cauliflower or rice broccoli as a stir fry, you know, type of thing. Um, And then, you know, two and a half hours after that, I'll have another 100 calorie snack. And it might be, you know, a Greek yogurt, but one that is lower in sugar. And so that sugar is really kind of the enemy uh, for for everybody. Yeah. So especially if you're addicted to sugar, like if it just kind of sends you down a rabbit no. hole, you know, yeah. and you can't get yourself back out. Like, you know, you do have to kind of restrict yeah. that. Yeah. No. It, and it's the more you have, it's like yes. the more you crave. You and so, yep. um, so I might have a hundred calorie Greek yogurt and then two and a half to three hours after that, you know, I'm having maybe my dinner, which is a protein and a vegetable and, you know, or it could be, you know, a lentil soup that I made or a vegetable soup or, you know, and then, I try to, after dinner, have one more 100 calorie snack. And so my body is getting, you know, constant fuel throughout the day. It's happy. It's not going up and down. My sugar levels are stable, you know? Um, And so that's a maintenance plan, you know? Um, People think that not eating is the way that you lose weight, but our body is a beautiful, fine-tuned machine that the Lord made perfectly. But if we give it the wrong directions, it's going to do what we give it. You know, if we give it too much, it's going to store. If we give it too little, well, it's going to burn. And so um, there is a fine science to it, but it is uh, very kind of intimidating because there's so much out there, so much information in the weight loss industry and the fitness world. Um, during my time of, of losing the 120 pounds, I really did light exercise. It was really more focused on your diet and what you're eating. And that is 95 or even more percent the, the case when you're looking for really changing your body and and getting healthy it's really about the food it is impossible to um burn off what you ate oh you know you if can't. you had a horrible day i think it says you can't yeah. out work wait you can't out work out you wait, can't no. outwork your you Diet. cannot work your meal or, you just <laughs> yes, can't yeah i you know, know i'm saying that wrong but yeah you can't yeah. you can't work out um, hard enough to burn all the calories. It just doesn't it's not work. possible, especially as you I mean, get older too. It really, you can't, it's like you, your food and your workout have to be on point. Yeah, exactly. And, and you see bodybuilders and fitness uh, people and they're eating six small meals a day and they are fueling their body consistently They you know, and they do work out, but they, their diet is, is, you know, they're being intentional, oh, right, you know, right. they're thinking about it. They're, making mindful choices, you know, um, but most people just feel like, okay, my one hour at the gym is going to outweigh the other 23 hours of the day. I mean, mathematically, that's not even possible. Right, exactly. Well, so yeah. And as we, as we close, I wanted to ask you, I know people are probably like, okay, so does she only eat chicken and vegetables and (laughs) little bars and whatever? Um, You know, what does it look like when you go on vacation or it's a birthday? Are you ever letting up and then just kind of, you know, getting back on track? Like, what does that look like for you? 
Sure. I mean, I am human. I have to confess I am real uh, and human. And I, you know, throughout my 15 month journey of um, having a transformation like I did, I mean, I wasn't perfect. You know, I, I, I like peanut butter. Oh boy. <laughs> like on a spoon. It's yeah. really dangerous. Um, <laughs> I like crunchy, salty things. You know, I remember being a kid and my, my grandmother, I love her so much, but she would give me and my brother a big bag of chips and we would eat it ourselves. Like we each had our own bag. And wow. so yeah. that just. So you learned that, that as, like, a, as a loving behavior that she yeah. loved you. She gave that to you. Yeah. And so that gave you comfort to probably eat that. But in, Yeah. And in my brain, there was stimulation there. I, it was comfort and it was like, you know, so I like crunchy things, chips and crackers. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I will be like, okay, I need something salty and crunchy. So I'll have a few crackers. Um, with the chips, I get, I, I, it's an all or nothing like, and I'm scared because yeah, right. I can still eat a whole bag Put of down chips bag. by myself. Yeah. So it's a trigger yeah. food for you. It is a trigger. And so I have to make a decision and say, okay, you can have like 10 chips and then you need to like walk out of the house. So like make a plan. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's, you know, we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. And so we almost have to like have a plan against ourselves. And so, <laughs> I love it. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not perfect. If I go to a birthday party, I'll plan ahead of time. Like, okay, do I really want to have some cake today? Should I more than likely because I feel healthy, I feel good. And I don't maybe eat a lot of sugar now. Right. You really don't have the craving. You don't really want um, it. Yeah. No. And, you know, being being someone who, who used to be super heavy and, and morbidly obese, I used to love going to buffets. Oh, sure. Now, if I went to a buffet, I would be on the floor in You'd pain. Be sick. Like, yeah. I can't. Right. You yeah. can't put it so, down. <laughs> yeah. When you feel healthy and you know you've worked hard, the temporary satisfaction and gratification that you get yeah. does not outweigh the the permanent things. Sure. So yeah. you have to ask yourself, does this temporary satisfaction right now, is this going to outweigh like the permanent result that I really want? You know? And so you just really have to, you know, you are in control of all your choices, all your decisions. And, you know, um, you just have to be like, Hey, is this serving me? Is this yeah. serving me in where I want to be? Um, and so, you know, like I've learned new habits now, you know, I don't do what I used to do because I've been transformed, you know? Um, but I have to be careful because sure. yes, those old habits, if a crisis strikes in my life, if something traumatic or stressful happens, I am more susceptible um, to falling back into some old habits that will not serve me well, you know? Right. And so I have to be very careful. And someone who is recovered alcoholic or a recovered drug addict, they need to be careful probably right. for the rest of their life. Sure. Um, I shouldn't be in the kitchen at midnight alone. <laughs> it, it's not it's a good place for right. me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I have to admit that. Right. Yeah. And so well, as we, I hope that answers. Yeah, no, that is awesome. I do think that helps people. And, and as we close, Nadia, um, I want you to share really quickly on 
what you told me when you were starting the journey, and uh, if you remember me asking, how did you even find the show? Uh, if you can share with everyone what you were doing mentally and kind of filling your mind with certain things, just kind of walk us through that so that everyone else can kind of have that great tip on to like, okay, this is the mental component of it all. Do you know what I'm referring to? Yes. Okay. I so do. yeah. So as we close up, if you can share that with us, uh, that would be great. Awesome. So because I had been so isolated for so long, so depressed, so isolated, feeling so horrible about myself, I had cut off a lot of relationships, um, over the years. Um, I just wanted to be alone, like I said. And so during this last year, I feel like I have been like a butterfly in a cocoon and being set free emotionally and physically. I, I want to learn so much. Like I am, I have a growth mindset. You know, my mindset was a fixed mindset all these years. It was fixed. I didn't know that. Um, and so now I have a growth mindset. I started listening to podcasts. I Googled, uh, mom inspiration, mom, positive mom quotes, or I, I just kept Googling and searching for stuff. And Amber's, you know, podcast came up, um, mom inspired show. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm a mom. I need inspiration. Uh, I need this, you know? Um, and so I've been in this growth mindset, like situation this whole year, just growing, learning, absorbing and, and meeting so many beautiful, amazing people that have a powerful story and everybody listening, you have a very powerful story. You have been through some stuff. Your life is not perfect. And your story is meant to be shared. Somebody needs to hear your story. And, and for me, I see it as I have a story too. And I just want to encourage somebody. And, um, even coming on this podcast, I, I emailed Amber and I was shocked that she even emailed me back. Um, <laughs> but I have been open to share, even though I was so timid and embarrassed and, and shy, but I found so much healing and growth and encouragement and inspiration by sharing because it's healing for the person who's sharing a hard story and it is a blessing for the person receiving it. And um, I know I promised the Lord, if he brought me through this, if he repaired my marriage, if he helped me transform and get to a healthy body weight and where I could love myself and love my kids, that I would honor him with this story. I would honor him and make sure that everyone knows that it is possible your situation is not impossible. It is not. And if you're living as a victim and feeling like, poor me, there's no hope, you need to really, every time that feeling comes up, you need to tell yourself, that is a lie. It's a lie. I have hope. I am able to do all things. And so um, just really having a growth mindset opened me up to meeting amazing people like Amber who are trying to just encourage other moms and, um, you know, bringing light to the things that people have been going through to encourage others. And I am all about that. Um, even in San Diego here, I've been 
having ladies nights once a month and bringing women together who have powerful stories um, and sharing that vulnerability a little bit. And it really helps you not be judgmental about people, you know, on the outside people seem perfect, but nobody, if you live on this planet, (laughs) right. You're not, you're not perfect. You're dealing with something big, but don't keep it inside any longer. It needs to come out. Yeah, I love that. And I really did think that was great when you were talking to me before, and not just about my show, that you were just filling your mind with other things that were positive and only letting positive things in your mind that would inspire you or motivate you. And I feel like that is so important because you have to be very careful in what you're letting into your mind, especially if you have been in the victim role and you're like, I'm the victim and all that. If you keep listening to negative stuff, you're never going to get out of that. So I, I, that's why I wanted you to share that. I, I feel like that was so important. Um, but as we wrap up, Nadia, where can people find you on social media? And um, if you have a website, feel free to share that as well. Okay, wonderful. Um, so I am on Instagram and it's Nadia. N-A-D-I-A, and my last name, Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. I also have a website um, that I've made recently. It is www.livelifenowwithnadia.com. And so I just really wanted it to be a place where I could connect other women. um, We could share. We could encourage one another. Um, I have been coaching people, um, with the kind of those habits and with weight loss and probably helped, uh, a lot of women and men probably lose maybe up to 800 pounds now total, uh, That's awesome. with, with all the, I know. And that is such a blessing to me that one of the worst things that I had to experience in life, I'm now able to pay it forward and make it into something beautiful, you know? That's, yeah. And so Yes. I love so it. So hopefully reach out to me, yeah. find me. I, I want to hear your story. It's amazing. Life awesome. is, is mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Nadia, thank you for being so transparent and just coming on the show. I know you'll be such an inspiration to moms out there and, you know, especially moms that are trying to find, you know, a path to take and, you know, find themselves in similar situations. Yes. Yeah. As a mom, you know, we've been taking care of everybody, you know. It's naturally in us. Um, but when you look in the mirror and realize I'm not where I want to be, um, you know, so I have three questions that moms can ask themselves, you know, where was I, where am I and where do I want to be and write those things down, especially we're getting close to the end of the year. The new year is here. Uh, write those things down. Sometimes when you put it on paper, you realize like, wow, I've been kind of stuck in the same spot for a long time, you know? Um, so yes, where yeah. were you? So you can reflect and be grateful, right? Cause we've all come from some place and, um, where are you now and where do you want to be? Write those dreams down as moms. We cannot stop dreaming and reaching goals. Our kids are watching us, you know, and that is a true legacy to leave behind knowing that you're a mom, you're taking care of yourself and your kids are watching. They're inspired by you. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Nadia, for coming on the show. Thank you, Amber.
Hey, you guys, I want to make sure that you are not missing out on every new episode that comes out weekly. So all you have to do is subscribe to our email list. Just go to mominspiredshow.com and then just enter your email so that you don't miss out on any new shows. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this show with Nadia and I'll see you next week.